0: everyone, welcome to a special joint edition of Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences podcast, and The Buzz, an economic development podcast. Joining me here in the studio today, Matthew Roberts, Nexon Pruitt healthcare attorney. Good to see you. Tushar Chicklicker, and Pruitt economic development attorney.
1: Happy to be here. We're giving the people what they want. They've been clamoring for a crossover that That's exactly. No doubt We're doing it, it finally. No doubt.
0: I think there's going to be a little bit of fun here today. And our special guest, James Chappell. He is the new leader of SC Bio and we are delighted to have you with us here today.
2: Yes, thank you. Really happy to be here and back in South Carolina.
0: And back in South Carolina. Let me introduce you just a little bit given that. So you are gonna help SC Bio continue to flourish the state's life sciences. Industry, which you know, since the pandemic has really just blossomed even more. But you're here after a nationwide search in which SC Bio looked across the nation for a new leader and chose you to come back to South Carolina. You have roots here, although you left and you previously served in a multiple multiple um, consulting roles in this industry in Boston, and then you helped lead, if I get this right, Louisiana's economic development efforts. Yes. Yes, and now you're back here today. So uh, give us a little bit, if you don't mind, starting on your background and really just uh, your skill set and and your vision for the future here.
2: Yeah, well, once again, thank you for having me. And my background is a little bit winding, as you've probably seen, and um, but it actually fits perfectly with SEBio. I, I kind of joked that the the role was made for me. Um, I have a PhD in, uh, I studied cell biology and, and cell death. Uh, I probably realized <clears throat> too late after my postdoc that um, I really liked the problem-solving aspect, but not the running analysis after over and over. Mm-hmm. And luckily for me, Boston Consulting Group recruits people out of the hard sciences. And they say, look, we can teach you the, the business side. We just want to know your, uh, we just want your problem solving skills. Got into that, really liked that. Uh, I went to grad school in Louisiana. My wife is from Baton Rouge. I had a friend of mine uh, introduce me to the guys at Louisiana Economic Development, which is the equivalent of commerce in Louisiana. And we had Stephen Morey, who was an ex-McKinsey consultant. We had consultants everywhere. And they said, look, we want you to come back and lead this Competitiveness group internal consulting policy group strategy group for Louisiana and I knew nothing about economic development at the time But it seemed like a a great opportunity a great challenge and I did that for for eight years and and really learned a lot from the science side And then the the economic development side while I was there.
0: Well, we're glad you're here now.
3: Yes, I appreciate it So James you've worked all over the place, but you're a South Carolina native. So what brought you back uh, to the Palmetto State?
2: It was really the, the opportunity. I mean, it's great to be back in South Carolina, and I'm now – my parents are still in Columbia. I have friends in Greenville, um, friends in Clemson. Uh, so that was definitely attractive, and, and I've actually realized more since I've been back how much I miss South Carolina. Uh, I've been driving up and down. I'm like, wow, I really – like, I feel home again. But if it wasn't the right role, um, I wouldn't have moved back. The SE the bio role, as I mentioned my background, it just kind of checked – every box. And then the more I did research on it, the more I realized, wow, South Carolina has changed a lot. And the life sciences things that are happening there. Um, I, was, I was amazed. And I've been even more amazed since I've gotten back and had more conversations since I've started. This is my, my third week on the job. And the amount of growth that South Carolina's had in general, and specifically the life sciences industry, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to, to kind of jump in and, and get involved with that.
1: James, you mentioned the growth in the life sciences industry in South Carolina, it has been rapid Mm -hmm. um, in recent years. And, you know, I I think as of now, we have over 700 life science firms in the state of South Carolina. To what do you attribute that growth?
2: You know, that's a a great question that that I don't have the exact answer for, but I, I wanna go back and actually work backwards to figure out what that kind of initial catalyst was. I think to speculate generally, you see that South Carolina has just become a great place to live and, and the growth alone. I mean, I saw, was it last year, United Vans Line, South Carolina was was second for in-migration behind Idaho, and, and you have all these big projects happening, and, and obviously you just have the great places to live, Greenville, Charleston, Columbia, the whole state, uh, and then the good university system. South Carolina is pretty unique and I'm someone who's been around with Clemson, South Carolina, MUSC, the smaller universities and colleges. It's just a lot of of good talent and a lot of good history there. Um, And so I think that the general growth of South Carolina has, has been a big catalyst and then, and then that talent. And then there's probably um, now, and I think even more so in the future, these kind of these anchors, I mean, you look around the state, you have Nefron in Columbia. This is wildly success story they're going to become kind of the the sun of the solar system, if you and, and already have, where they're going to form their own cl- cluster. You have Vicor Scientific in Charleston, which is the same down there. Um, you have others. You have Arthrex right outside of Clemson and Anderson. You have Remedy, which is a digital health platform um, in downtown Greenville. Just every time I talk to them, I'm amazed at the new things they're doing. So I think you get some of those success stories, and all of a sudden that just starts to build that cluster, and it raises the awareness of – hey, there's things going on there. I want to join that, whether it's a student out of college or someone looking to expand and they, and they pick South Carolina. But what I want to do is to go back and really look at that from a, a detailed standpoint and see what was that catalyst and how can we continue to replicate that and repeat that to, to continue that growth.
0: From your time working in Louisiana, I'm sure you saw how the state can help with economic development. How do you think our state can continue to help the life sciences industry be successful?
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot there, and a lot that's already being done. I mean, one organizations like SE Bio is is huge to 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 make those connections and and have those partnerships. And just the general focus of it. Um, I mean, if you look, South Carolina names life sciences as as something that they want to focus on. So when you when you take that kind of effort, it shows that you're serious about it. You start working with the colleges and universities to say, look, we need this kind of workforce um, and to support your 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 local businesses, the ones I just mentioned, to help them grow. That are only going to continue that that kind of growth pattern. So. Uh, I think that continuing that focus and that very deliberate pathway of we've identified this and we wanna keep going down that path and continue to, to, to grow it. James, as we talked
1: about uh, before, you are from the state of South Carolina you've now come home. You spent time in Louisiana, um, working economic development there. And, and like for a lot of us, sometimes we have to go away from home, go abroad, learn some things and bring it back to, to improve our home. Yeah. Um, what, if anything, did you learn? What specific tactics or initiatives um, did you utilize when you were in Louisiana that we might be able to replicate and maybe put our own spin on in South Carolina?
2: Yeah, as, as I mentioned before, I think, one, having that focus, identifying truly what, what you can go after and, and, and the assets you have in the state. And so, uh, as I mentioned before, the secretary at Louisiana Economic Development, when I was there, Stephen Morey he he really took a very strategic approach to that. And so one of them that we had a lot of success in was the software industry. And 10 years ago or more, if, if you would have asked a company to think about locating in Louisiana, do any kind of software development, they would have laughed you out of the room. They wouldn't have taken your call. And so he saw an opportunity there for, for kind of specific types of companies. And, and today, we have IBM has almost 800 people in downtown Baton Rouge. You have DXC, which is an HP subsidiary in, in New Orleans. Uh, you have EA Sports. Uh, Microsoft now has a presence in, in New Orleans. You have other uh, more B2B that aren't necessarily household names. But it, it totally changed the face of that. And it started with identification. Um, we also developed a an aggressive incentive to say, look, we want you to be here and and even if it's a loss leader for now as far as ROI, uh, we need to get you, get you here and build that cluster. So we, we developed the digital media software incentive, which, once again, as people were laughing on the phone, they heard that and picked it back up and said, hold on, you said, you said what? Well, okay, I'll talk to you for another minute. So that was a big part of it. And then, and then restructured the organization, had guys who that was their job, to build these long-term relationships who could speak the language and could build these long-term relationships knowing that sometimes it could take years to get somebody to be in the right spot to relocate or expand in Louisiana. So I think there's a lot of those things in the life sciences industry. Uh, we need to know where we compete and what we can be going after and have people who speak the language and understand what do these companies need from growing in South Carolina to expanding and relocating here, whatever that is, what do they need? So if you're speaking their language and actually saying things that that are pain points for them, that South Carolina can can solve. So I think it's just that focus and then building around and getting everybody on board too. Uh, universities, having programs to say this company needs this and we're not we're not doing it. How do we how do we do that better? And having everybody bought in, which I'll say, I'm amazed already. South Carolina seems to be very good at that. It's saying, yeah, how do we solve this problem? They need this? Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's bring this partner in. Um, that That's huge, and I think those are things that is already happening in South Carolina, but we can take it to another level to, to grow even faster. So, James, you're from
1: South Carolina. You know that South Carolina is an agricultural state. That's where our roots are. Um, we've had years of success in that regard, and we continue to. But I think a lot of people don't understand that there is an intersection between life sciences and the agricultural sector. So how can we utilize growth Uh, um you know trajectory in the life sciences arena to benefit both that um, sector as well as the agricultural sector in south carolina
2: yeah that's a that's a really interesting question that i think people are surprised including myself i was looking at some of the numbers and the economic impact of agribusiness in south carolina is still 46 billion dollars a year Uh, automotive and uh, aerospace are around 20 27 28 billion year so the impact that agribusiness and the history that South Carolina has in that agriculture which means that there's already talent here there's already things happening you have universities and college who are focused on it meaning you have talent uh, professors you have students graduating with it and so you already have that kind of built-in workforce so I think is to be deliberate and to say okay how do we kind of harness that and take that from Traditional agriculture to more of this research focus Uh, if you look North Carolina It's actually one of the, the biggest industries there still too, which is a little surprising and but they also have Headquarters global or North American for BASF and for Bayer. How do we how do we do a little bit more of that? I think one is telling the story and showing the talent we have and and hey Here's why you should come to South Carolina or grow in South Carolina And I think maybe just as important is, as I mentioned, we have all that history. We have all that knowledge and talent. One of the things that I think SE Bio and, and certainly others will have to help with is how do we get all of those good ideas from the professor or the student or someone who has another day job and they say, you know what, I have a solution for this problem that we have in the field in agriculture. I have this new kind of chemical that I think would work that I've tested in the lab but I have no way of knowing or even maybe the interest to get that to a product. How do we find that? And not just in agriculture, but everything. How do we find that and get those people connected and, and help them understand how to do it themselves or how to introduce them? And I think that's where SC Bio can play a very important role. If I have a professor at Clemson or South Carolina or anywhere else and say, you know what? I know somebody who kind of does that? Let me introduce you to them and see if they think there's something there. And then all of a sudden you take that idea that is dying every day right now and it becomes a a product and a a company that that now is growing and successful. So I think we need to do more of that. Utilize that that talent that we already have and and look to see how we take it to the next level. And that goes for agriculture and, and really life sciences and everything else. But I feel like Just just without, you know, doing a lot of research, there's a a big kind of of something we can tap into the agriculture because we do have such a long history of of those kind of um, of that kind of work here. And so I I think that we can figure out how to how to utilize and get some of that more to to products and and more um, more commercialization and, and kind of technology from it.
3: James, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and that is South Carolina is a small state, but we're fortunate to have some major research institutions like University of South Carolina, Clemson, MUSC. What's your vision on how SCBio can work with these research organizations, institutions, and our fairly large t- technical college system um, to improve and promote the life sciences industry?
2: Yeah, that's key. And that goes back to one of the one of the jobs that I think that we have at S E Bio and, and the, the team already in place, um, Aaron, Carla, Zach, Sam, um, they're already doing a good job of this. And so I'm lucky that that I can kind of look at the at the next steps to maybe make things a little more deliberate. Um, but a lot of that is is partnerships, making sure that Clemson is aware of everything that's happening in the state because we have a great access to all of these companies. We know what they're doing. And so where it goes both ways, where we have a company, maybe a mid-sized company, who can't hire somebody full-time. And they say, you know what, we've got this problem, we have this roadblock. And we say, okay, well, we know the right people at Clemson or South Carolina or MUSC or Presbyterian or whatever it is, because we need to know where that kind of hotspot is. Let us introduce you to these specific people and get these specific groups to help you with that problem. And then the other way around, back to that pulling innovation out. There's so many ideas that are coming from these great research universities. How do we get them in front of these companies to help them make those come, come to fruition or partner to to have things um, develop that maybe wouldn't have. And then, and then once again, pulling that entrepreneurship side out from, from the professors with the ideas I'm talking about and educating students that this is, this is a real possibility. And let us help you get past these, these roadblocks that might be simple, but that, that we can connect you to the right person or the solution that takes it once again, from an idea to an actual company or or product. So, um, and I've been so encouraged with everybody that I've talked to. I mean, Cynthia Young at Clemson and, and others who I think they're ready to be aggressive and and let's let's find this talent that we have and and let's make sure that it's harnessed and being utilized i mean i found out greenwood i mean that's a the things that are happening there with the genetic center GGC,
3: very exciting and
2: the people that they brought in and the resumes from research triangle from ivy league schools um that's amazing and we need to figure out and obviously people are already working on it but i hope se bio can add a role to figure out how do we how do we make those things maximize that potential? And and I think any way we can do that, and I think a lot of that is introductions and partnerships and understanding the ecosystem of South Carolina well enough to be able to identify those opportunities.
3: Well, speaking of partnerships, uh, I understand that SC Bio is working with USC and, and Dr. Joey Van, Ness- Van Nessen on a project. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so um, Zach Hargett, who is, is um one of our team members has been doing a really good job of up, updating our economic impact study and the reason that's important it goes back to to one of the very early questions of me trying to figure out what catalyzed some of the growth in south carolina so that's going to be a survey of these 700 life sciences companies to figure out who are they what what size are they what are they focused on exactly and and we'll be able to take that and i'm very curious to see because we talk about life sciences that's huge. I mean, that's everything from manufacturing um, gloves and masks to to doing uh, digital health platforms or everything in between. What is our makeup really in South Carolina? Which I think will help us identify those opportunities. Wow, we we really have a hot spot in this. How do we how do we maximize that? How do we bring more to that table? So um, I'm really excited to see that that economic impact study. Um, we have a lot of good questions, and we're going to learn a ton of valuable data. That will help us and the whole state kind of think uh forward on what we should be doing and what the what the life sciences industry looks like in south carolina and what it can look like in the future
1: the southeast james you know it is you're an economic development person that's your background you know it is um hot to say the least when it comes to project location uh, project consideration um population shifts everything seems to be moving to the southeastern united states And we've seen the track record, the successes, the announcements here Um, Mm -hmm. You competed against us for a while. And we are certainly glad you are now on our team. (laughs) Yes. Certainly. And so I guess the question I would have for you is how can we as a state differentiate ourselves from our competitors? And the competition is brutally tough. Um, How can we differentiate ourselves when it comes to landing life sciences projects?
2: Yeah, I think that goes back to to focus and making it such a priority that everything is developed around that from a um, and kind of having the whole stack policy let's look at our our policy in South Carolina there's good things there's there's things that can be improved what is that and how can we and and how can we do that Um, just the identifying the opportunities who should we be looking at when it comes to these projects Make sure that we're not kind of focused on something where maybe we're not quite there yet. So we're probably not gonna convince um, Pfizer to move their, their corporate headquarters here yet. You know, let's say yet on that. So, but let's focus on where we can compete to, to continue to, to grow that. And then, and then back to the, the colleges and, and universities question, having everybody at the same table and be able to come up with unique um, solutions to people's problems it's so refreshing and and when you see that done where you can bring in a university and sit them down with a company and say yeah we'll do this and we're going to do it better and differently than any other state you're going to talk to you have these problems it's our job to figure out how to get you the right workforce or get you to the to the right place and to have everybody on board from from commerce is probably where it starts all the way down to our, our local economic developers to the universities Having everybody on the same page, uh, it, it makes such a big difference when it comes to talking to these companies, and they feel good. I mean, I, I read a long time ago, and I'm probably preaching to the choir, to, to certainly everyone in this room, back the BMW deal with Governor Campbell. I mean, a lot of what I read is they felt good about what South Carolina brought to the table. Uh, there was a, a lot of data and analytics but it seemed like the tipping point was we liked the way South Carolina was willing to work with us and that everybody seemed to be on the same page. So I, I think that we need to continue to do that. And certainly for my short time here, it's it seems like people are, are doing that, and we need to continue to, once again, be deliberate on it. How do we formalize that a little bit to make sure that we're maximizing everybody's strength and and um, to do everything we can to land more of these projects? Because it's it's a it's a pro and a con we're right next to North Carolina. We have a great story to say, we're a a move here. We're, we're lower cost of business. You can kind of be a little bigger fish in in the pond, but then we're right next to North Carolina. And so it's in in Georgia and everything else. So we have to think about how do we use that to a, to a strength and not to a a detriment in this, in this area. Uh,
1: You've used one of my favorite words a couple of times now, which is deliberate and you know, Governor McMaster, um, has issued a proclamation um, focusing on the life sciences industry. The South Carolina Department of Commerce actually has executed an MOU mm-hmm. with SCBio to really focus and and um, you know uh, have a collective effort in recruiting the life sciences industry. And we also need to be deliberate about workforce. Yes. So when I you know um, despite my youthful look, I've been doing <laughs> this for a while now. And when I first started doing this work, economic development work, it was about the sites it was about road water sewer rail you know access to airports it was about the topo geographic geography is what mattered the most now it is not that it is workforce yes and so how can we as a state and is sc bio working on any initiatives um to be deliberate in growing our life sciences workforce
2: yeah and to to give a, a broad answer first that goes back to the the partnerships and the introductions to make sure that our universities know what what our, our companies need and that they're flexible to produce that on a on a much more tangible and, and short term that uh i i can't take any credit for because they've they've done all the work um once again aaron ford our coo and, and executive vice president has taken the lead on a on a, a really great program, Carla Whitlock, who hasn't been there very long, but our um, investor relations has, has taken a role in this. We have, in conjunction with a lot of our, our two-year technical schools, um, Midlands Tech, um, Greenville Tech, Tri-County, and, and Trident, have developed a short-term certificate, which will actually be the SC Bio Certificate. And it is aimed at having a pharmaceutical manufacturing and, um, and, and med tech um, manufacturing. And so that should roll out. It's a, it's a short certificate program to give these people the skills they need to plug them in to our companies who desperately need workforce. It's designed to be short, give them those specific skills. And so um, we should have our first, I think participants in that this, this spring uh, SEBio is helping uh, fund some of that. And like I said, it's exciting to have that as the SEBio uh, certificate. So that is a an example of all these things I've talked about. And how do you compete? You come up with solutions like that because that is great for our companies here now. Um, those companies we talked about during COVID and, you know, Nefron and Vicor and all that who have just been growing like gangbusters. It helps them. It keeps them happy here. And man, what a what a story to tell somebody who's deciding between South Carolina or North Carolina or whatever state it is to say, yeah, we've got this in, in place. We can and we can be flexible with it and because that's part of it. We made sure that we hit the skill sets kind of geographically for the the needs in Charleston are different than uh, the needs in Columbia. And so we we kind of set it up geographically and it's flexible and I mean what a what a great program and and it helps it made me feel really good to see that that quality of work was already happening at SC bio and then I get to come on podcast and take take credit for it after I've been here in <laughs> three weeks so that's the kind you of You have a great win. team
1: and I, th- I know you know that. <laughs> yes.
0: um, well that's exciting to give young people a path forward or people who want a new career you know to help them go into an area that maybe didn't exist when they started their career and now it does. Um, speaking of SC bio in the future you guys have your annual conference coming up in February. Can you give us kind of a sneak peek as we close out today's podcast?
2: We do, and, and I'm excited about going because I've heard how exciting of a conference it is. It's it's February 22nd to 24th in Charleston, and it really is a, a huge event. We have um, expect, and in the past have had more than 500 people attend, and that's international. It's a lot of South Carolina all over the country, all over the world come. Uh, it's set up in, in three days. The first day is a, a really uh, good welcome reception to let everybody uh, get to know each other and, and make introductions. The second day is, is keynote speakers that are industry leaders, government leaders, university uh, panels. We also at that same time have two other things happening. This year we have a virtual uh, a virtual or in-person partnering session. And so I keep going back to this partnering thing to, to if someone at the conference says, you know what, I really want to talk to company X or this supplier because I think there's a lot of synergy there, we make it very easy for them to connect and sit down and figure out how they can, can work together and, and hopefully grow. And then at the same time, we have, um, we'll have somewhere between 50 and 60 booths from industry people highlighting the things they're working on, all the new and, and exciting stuff people are working on to, to go through that will, is like the exhibit hall at the same time. And then day three is exciting. It's a little bit different. Um, Zach, who I mentioned earlier, has been kind of the champion on this. It's, a, it's an innovation kind of entrepreneurship day. So it really is focused on trying to get these, these startups and even people with ideas who are, are a pre-startup, if, if that's a word, um, to, to understand and, and hear from experts. So we'll have an expert, a panel, talk about, everything from, from getting funding to navigating how to start a business. And then um, at the end, maybe the most interesting part, or certainly a very interesting part, is we'll give them the opportunity, the the startups, an opportunity to do a very quick pitch. Low key, no pressure, and and they'll have uh, mentors who will give them feedback on everything from the idea, asking them questions about who your customers are going to be, and, and I hope down to you got a great idea, but your pitch deck needs some work. And so we want to give these people real-world experience so when they get the opportunity, and, and look, hopefully some, some real things happen from that where they see this great idea. But even if not, then when they go into their next meeting looking for funding, they have that under their belt. They're not quite so nervous. They've gotten expert opinions on, on what's happening. So it really is a, a great event. Like I said, uh, over 500 people in person, and and it's an opportunity if you're in the life sciences industry you you really and, and support uh, as well you you really I think need to be there um and and consider sponsoring a, a booth because there's going to be a whole lot of eyeballs on whatever you're uh whatever you're showcasing so um, I'm really excited It'll be my first one obviously and I've, I've heard such great things about it it's a fun event it, it's not kind of your typical conference Whatever I've heard so I think it'll be a great great time and and it's always Good to have an excuse to go down to Charleston for a few days as well. Yeah, no for doubt, sure. that's
0: fantastic. And as you've been talking, I've been watching information on scbio.org um, flash on your website. So if anybody's interested in that, that'd be a good place yes. to go. Yes,
2: definitely.
0: James Chappell, on behalf of Tushar and Matthew, thank you for joining us. As you've just got getting started <laughs> yes. back here in South Carolina, but we're we're glad you're here. I hear your themes of opportunity and collaboration and being deliberate and strategy and i just feel like in the future you are just set to escalate so no, we thank, wish you well
2: thank you all so much for having me i'm i'm really happy to be back happy to be here and the thing that i say is i think we're at an opportunity for life sciences the way we look back now at the success south carolina's had for automotive and aerospace mm-hmm. i think to use the word deliberate again mm-hmm. if we're deliberate then we can look back and say, oh yeah, I remember, can you believe that life sciences was kind of a, a seed at that point and now it's, it's the strength of, of the state. So I think we're at that opportunity and I think we're gonna get there.
0: I, I suspect you will. <laughs> For those of you who joined us today, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Again, if you are interested in anything with the life sciences industry, check out SCBio at scbio.org. And we look forward to seeing you next time on either The Pulse, or the bus. Take care and thank you.